You got to keep the big picture that, hey, we're changing the world. We're changing the world. If you want to be taken seriously, you have to be consistent. We're speaking with people that are sending a pulse to their industry. Pulse Welcome to, their to industry. Electric People. We have Dave Madsen on the show. Check out Tim Ballard. Jeff Curl. Sheckler. Kenzie Watts. The League presents Electric People. What's up, Electric People? Um, we have a special episode today. We're here with Dr. George Pratt. How are you, George? I'm doing great, Ty. How about you? I'm great, man. It's good to see you again. It's been a while. It's, it's good to see you, but at least we have the waves behind you. That's right. right. We had to, just so you guys know, we had to shut off George Wave's sound machine so that we could get high audio quality. Usually there's a nice, like, ocean going in the background <laughs> yeah, yeah. of this office. So. Love, love ocean. There it is. Yeah. Um, so for you that are unfamiliar with George's work, um, George is a licensed psychologist. Right. And you are the author of these nine books that are on the wall. Well, there's Twelve. four major. There's four major ones, and then they come in fourteen different translations. Mm -hmm. I've read the Joy Code, uh -huh. or Code to Joy. Yep. I've read that one. Really interesting stuff. I want to get into some of your your concepts, but Good. since um, you and I have had a relationship before, the reason that um, I initially came to you is for the work that you've done in high performance arenas. So I know that you're on staff here at Scripps Hospital. Yes. And um, you to kind of tell our listeners how. Um, I became familiar with your work, and then we're going to kind of hand the floor over to you so you can explain what it is that you do and how it can help all of us. Okay. Um, but I was listening to a podcast. I can't remember which one it was. It might have been Impact Theory. And Rob Deerdeck was on there, and he was talking to Tom Bilyeu. And a lot of our listeners, this is primarily a sales leadership group that listens to this, and they're, yes. they're dynamic, and it's high-performance sales, and they're always looking for ways to, to get better and self-improve. And as I was listening to Rob's story, there was a line in there and I knew that he had gone through like success hypnosis as he calls it. And I know that he does a lot of like conscious work to try to like right. get his mind in like a prime operating right. position. But he said in there, he says, I owe everything that I have in my life to Dr. George Pratt. I'm going to remind him of that. Remind him of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That was a couple years ago. So he might have more in his life now. Yeah. Um, but I was, I was thinking about it and I've done, I've done physical like, challenges I've done dietary challenges um, you know we've done like like scholastic endeavors we've done sales challenges but I had never consciously done anything for my brain I had never like followed a program like minor meditation stuff and things like that but in sales um, being able to operate in your in your peak state is so important and so um, as I was driving I have an assistant that was helping me and I, I sent her a text and I was like hey can you look up this dr. Pratt guy I don't know anything about him. I, Rob's in California. I'm in California. Maybe he's here. Yeah. And she's like, he's in San Diego, and he'll see you next week, but he won't hypnotize you on the first visit. And I was like, <laughs> what am I getting into? <laughs> uh, and then I came down and, and, and had a really cool experience with you and yeah. was able to see you a few times. And I, I feel like your, your methods helped me clear my mind and, and understand a little bit more about what might be um, happening to a lot of our sales professionals yes. subconsciously. So what what... What would you say most of your work is spent doing? What are you primarily focused on? Over the years, and I've been around quite a while, I have a wide spectrum. In general, I help people be their best or to recover from traumas or blocks, anything that interferes with them being successful and happy. So that might be in the arena of success work or just helping people break free of problems one sort or another and have tools to do so that work very rapidly and uh, well. 
which is nice. The first book was a book on hypnosis uh, that was like 400 pages. I don't know what I was thinking about, but... Uh, that was the first one that you produced? Yeah, yeah. A 400-page book on hypnosis. Yeah. It's heavy. So I, uh, I studied with the best, Milton Erickson, and, and so hypnosis. At one time, uh, kind of when I started, psychologists didn't have really great tools. I mean, they would talk with you, encourage you, et cetera, and, and there were certainly, certainly tools, but hypnosis was something new that uh, was old, but that would really help people. Then uh, the second book was a, a book that Rob continues to call, uh, I think just to play with me, uh, Hyper Success, which is actually called Hyper Performance. So he still does that no matter what. So because he's such a funny guy. Anyway. At least he's reading the book and recommending it, right? He, he <laughs> is, he is. And then the third one was Instant Emotional Healing, Acupressure for Emotions, where we tap on points in the body using uh, energy psychology, which is a, a burgeoning field right now. It's fantastic. You can do powerful things. I do this with my professional athletes, uh, with, with everyone. And we did a little bit of that, too. And it works very efficiently. And so that's a, a useful one. And then the, the last one, Code to Joy, which is uh, helping people have techniques that they can power through issues themselves and be happier and healthier. The thing that I took away from Code to Joy, at least in the beginning, is a lot of it is about removing blocks. Yes. Um, things that, that get in the way of success that you don't even know are there. And I remember like in some of our early sessions when you had, we kind of were going through and saying, okay, trying to find what blocks I might have that are there. Is, is that something you commonly see? Is it the reason that a lot of people aren't successful in either overcoming something or reaching their full potential because they have these blocks? Maybe talk about those and what, what those are. Yeah, they can occur anytime in your life, all the way back to childhood from about zero to six. We don't have much ability to understand our world. And if we get exposed to negative comments about ourselves from parents or teachers, uh, you're never going to amount to anything. That gets seared in there. And so there's tools that'll take it out promptly. So the things you're carrying you don't even know are there. No. And so that's where it's helpful to go through a little inventory and think, okay, could I have this? There's a way to find out. It's called uh, 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 neuromuscular uh, testing. So that when you say something that's true or congruent, all the muscles in your body are 10% stronger, 10 to 20% stronger. So you can identify where you've had a snag even if you don't consciously have it. We have a conscious mind and then we have a subconscious mind. The number of neurons that fire at the conscious level is 20 to 40 neurons firing per second. At the unconscious, also called the uh, well, just the unconscious. The, <clears throat> that is 20 to 40 million neurons firing per second. So you want to use tools that are powerful, easy, effortless, and that you can identify and then correct. So you can do that yourself or you can have somebody guide you through that too. So you're telling, there's a million times more. One million times, exactly. Things happening subconsciously than consciously. Right. So a lot of your work aims to tap into the subconscious where a lot of the, a lot of the predictors of success and things are actually right. happening. You, so you tap in, find out what the blocks are. And so with uh, neuromuscular uh, testing, 
you can identify the year, the circumstance, even if you don't consciously have it. And what is interesting, even if you can't remember it and you clear it, you feel better. So that's what I've been doing with high achievers and Hollywood and business and regular people. And uh, it, it's a wonderful tool because it empowers you to make changes, to be more successful, and to believe in yourself, too. If you have blocks that you think, oh, I, th it really doesn't bother me, but uh, I got kicked off the team when I was, you know, uh, in high school, and, you know, that, that doesn't bother me, it does bother you, and so you have to take that out. So the inventory, let's say, in Code to Joy, you can check the issue and then clear it. You can learn to clear it yourself, too. How how do you determine which things are blocks and which things aren't? Because it's one of those things that's kind of vague. Like you could say, hey, did you ever have a traumatic experience when you were a teenager? Well, yeah. Every single teenager would say yes. How can you determine whether or not that's something that's got you jammed up if it manifests itself as a self-limiting belief now right. or if it was a thing that actually didn't stick? The, the whole issue is you want to be aware but not everything is, uh, is a trauma. However, with the neuromuscular education or testing, you can set a threshold on how much it really bothers you because we tend to edit it down ourselves. Like, that really doesn't bother me. Mm -hmm. And yeah. you're twitching. And you know that it does. So you identify it and then you can clear it. And so you can learn to do it yourself. You can uh, have others help you but it makes a huge difference. So much of what I do, it's identifying problems and then clearing them. And then helping people recover, strengthen, be achievers, be happy, healthy, just whatever the, whatever the goals are. Do you ever find that um, if people identify issues from their childhood, that it actually makes things worse for them? Like I'm thinking about people who say in their 30s or 40s, have repressed, uh, you know, abusive situations, mm -hmm, whether it's mm -hmm. sexual or otherwise. Mm -hmm. You know, they've repressed it, and they're functioning adults. Mm -hmm. And then some of those things get exposed later in life, and it sends them into a tailspin because now they have to actually like live with, you know, a more conscious knowledge of it. That's a very good question. The reality is, by becoming aware of it then there are tools to fix it. Otherwise, it's a conscious drain, but it's consciously, you, you can't, you don't notice it. Subconsciously, that's, it's, remember, it's one to one million power. Mm. Conscious mind, subconscious mind. It's like your cell organization is vibrating at a, at a low level with that like weighing on it, or disrupting the Right, so you want to identify right? it. So by identifying it, you're not going to, as long as you have the tools to clear it, and I have, <clears throat> on, the, on the challenging end of, let's say, trauma, mm -hmm. taken uh, very difficult uh, kidnap cases. Uh, one of my, uh, one fellow I knew very well uh, who had taken a class from me, he, had, he was flying a plane, he was an older gentleman. He clipped a wire out at the airport, got inverted, trapped, with and then on the ground and with the sparks flying and that was a very powerful trauma and in 90 in 90 minutes that was cleared mm. so give me a give me a trauma and then we'll do something with it
Yeah. And people can learn to do much of this themselves. There's one way to organize themselves where you really feel better every day. And we were just talking a little bit since we hadn't uh, seen each other for a while. I know you're uh, an obsessed surfer and an achiever. We could show, um, do you want to stand up for a second? Sure. Okay. I saw George and he says, hey, you're short circuiting. And I was like, okay, well, let's fix it. Yeah, exactly. So uh, let's go ahead and put one hand on the top of your head. Okay. Uh, moder moderate firmness, hold. Okay, you're weak there. Flip your hand upside down. Okay, hold. Now you're really strong. That is upside down. So I'm going to have you sit down for a second. I want you to pay attention to what your stress level is right now. Maybe like a five. Out of ten? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, four or five. Have a seat. Okay. So we're going to have you... You're going to spin uh, a chakra, uh, a little behavioral tool in your mid-upper chest. This, is, this will last longer, so you're going to go counterclockwise. Yep, a little higher. And you're going to do this for two minutes. And I believe you're going to be feeling better. You might even want to go surfing tonight. Spin with us, Adam. Go ahead. I'm going to breathe. <laughs> I'm going to do some breathing exercises. About another 20 seconds. Good. Now rest, rest your hand. Close your eyes. And so instead of moving your hand over the top of your head, we're just going to have the water pour over the top of your head and just uh, help you to relax. So soothing, warm, pure, clear water. So this is another way to clear, particularly if you have a sore arm and uh, just water pouring over for about 60 seconds. Okay. Now, let's see if, uh, if you need, okay, let's have you stand up for a second. Now, put one hand on the top of your head. Hold. Flip your hand upside down, hold. That's just the reverse of what it was. You're feeling a little more solid? Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Feel a little more clear-headed? Not too bad for a couple minutes. Yeah. Congratulations. Reset. Okay, reset, exactly. So the first time we did anything like that, I had a million questions. So I'm gonna bring some of those back. Sure. Okay. So a million, wow. Well, maybe we'll be five. Here for a while. Okay. Maybe five. <laughs> Three. All right. Two. All right, yeah, yeah. I exaggerate. Um, I told you a million times never to exaggerate. <laughs> <laughs> so walk, actually walk me through what happened. What, what essentially like scientifically okay, is well, happening here? So what's happening is there's, it's an electrical charge. When you're properly aligned, um, you're going to feel about 20% uh, stronger. And so many times when people come in, they'll say, gee, I'm just really tired. And, and I'll say, well, take a look at the trees and see how bright they are. And Etc. and we'll take a look and then I'll say well, let's go do a little thing a little thing to restore proper balance because you're like a copper top battery your copper top battery got flipped upside down from trauma stress worry circumstances like that but it's an easy thing to correct and so uh, many times when people are looking out the window when they're upside down things are kind of fuzzy and dark you correct them in two minutes 
they're bright and they're feeling calmer. So it's a good way to make sure that you're going to uh, do well in whatever you're doing, including sales, uh, thinking clearly, strategizing for the future, instead of having your battery upside down in your flashlight. So if you have a big flashlight, three batteries, one's upside down or drained out, it's not gonna work very well. You restore that, you're gonna think more clearly and shine brightly. And that's one of the things I started with Rob. So what's happening to restore? Is it the body kind of thing where it will reset on its own or you just have to guide it or? It depends on what you're doing. If you're subjected to stress on an ongoing basis and you're feeling overwhelmed, you're not gonna restore it. There's like it won't self-correct. It won't self-correct. There are certain things, certain activities that can help it. Swimming, actually, or running, where you're running and you're crossing the midline on two axes. That helps too, but it's a, essentially, if you do this little thing that we just did, you're gonna feel much better every day. And if people go to my website, there's a free download on this, you know, drgeorgepratt.com. So they do, they look at it and then they can restore that and then, so they charge it up and then they rub that spot on the chest called the neurolymphatic reflex. So just doing those two things will have a significant effect and it's free. It's a good way to start. And then you can build from, <coughs> from that in terms of how you want to achieve your goals. So a lot of our guys, um, you know, I think deal with anxiety as they're heading out to their area to go work, you mm -hmm. know, sales. Mm -hmm. With sales, you are rejected more than you have success. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, especially when you're first starting, that's hard on people. And I think a lot of our people, a lot of our sales reps um, get nervous before they go knock. Mm -hmm. or the, you know, it's door-to-door -door mm -hmm. sales. They get nervous yeah. before that first door. Yeah. Um, what are some simple exercises or things that they can do as they're kind of preparing for their day mentally and maybe even during the day while they're out working? Like, are there some simple, quick oh, absolutely. things that... Well, I'd first number one, because it's gonna last longer. Mm -hmm. Make sure the polarity, battery's in the proper position, so to speak. How do you do that? Uh, you could have somebody muscle test you, like what I was just showing you. Will uh, that work, like if I muscle test Adam? Yeah. It will. Mm -hmm. You have to, there's a little technique with it, but if you hold your arm out, and then you press with a consistent pressure, and you're weak where you're supposed to be strong, then there's another technique that will kind of uh, restore all seven chakras all at the same time, but it doesn't do it as strongly. So it, it kind of takes that energy, gives you all a little energy that's dispersed. But the simple way of doing that, and there's a free one on my website for that too. Um, you put your left ankle over your right, your right hand out over your left, Interlock your fingers, tongue to the roof of your mouth as you breathe in. Relax the tongue as you exhale. And you just breathe normally doing that for two minutes. That will charge all of your energy system a little bit. So if you have just kind of a minor uh, issue, that'll restore you. If you have something that you're really dealing with that's significant, uh, it's, it may not do that. But I think we're going to see a lot of sales reps in houses like this. So like, customer, right. you're really starting to in frustrate their car, me. In their car. I need two minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We do a two-minute break. <laughs> yeah, or teach the, the client, well, here, do this with me. We'll all get relaxed together. 
All right, you're I all like hyper. Actually, so, yeah. What's what's happening? What causes the anxiety? What's what's actually happening in the body? Uh, you're pumping a lot of adrenaline, fear of rejection. So you get your your chemicals kind of come out of whack too much of one gets thing. Out, out of whack, and then that also affects the electrical potential. So uh, you have electrical, you have um, uh, chemical. Uh, they're all working together. So there's another technique that will help you to relax somewhat. Um, and this is very simple, even if you don't do the other things. I'd suggest doing the other things, but if not, just do this. If you tap at the outside of the end of the eyebrows, like this for about three minutes, not hard where you're hurting yourself, but it's moderately firm. If you do that for three minutes, you're gonna be considerably more relaxed. And you can do that in the car before you get out. What is that doing? It's activating um, acupuncture sites that are associated with the relaxation response. So from a, like a simple understanding, is there energy that gets clogged up and it's not flowing through there and that breaks yeah. it up? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, if we were gonna use that kind of description, yes. How heavily criticized is energy work? It's something that I know is gaining popularity right. now. It's something you didn't hear a lot of before. I'd imagine you hear a lot of people that are like, Eh, it sounds it sounds good, but how do you prove it? Is it is it pretty heavily criticized? Uh, not anymore. Really? I mean, I've let's see, ours was kind of the second book out on the topic. Oh, really? And, yeah, and so there's a lot of original research done at Yale and Harvard, and um, there's an organization that uh, that is active in this group um, where people can learn about energy techniques. I like to use all techniques for the proper use, but I'll tell you what, it has been uh, fantastic. If I can take somebody where fuel was dropping on him and he was trapped in a, in a plane upside down and in 90 minutes it's clear, that's uh, not, uh, not an accident. Yeah, it's measurable yeah. at that point. And just a woman that had been kidnapped, held for ransom, escaped, uh, traumatized uh, in 90 minutes? No, not. So I'm sure those techniques are different, right? The yeah, they're, well, they're more intense, etc. But the, the uh, efficiency or efficacy that they talk about is really exciting. You give me a problem, I'm going to fix it. Mm -hmm. I'm going to help you to fix it. Yeah, if, if, you, if you want it and if you uh, need it and if you choose it, yeah. How do you identify it? So some of the stuff I'm noticing are, I feel like they're, um, like the tapping or the exercises, I feel like it's a bit of a band-aid to the root cause of an issue. So I, I'm thinking if, you know, you consistently have anxiety before you go start work every day, you can do some of this stuff and it will help you kind of manage mm -hmm. the anxiety, mm -hmm. but what's the root cause of, th and you mentioned fear, mm -hmm. but, um, you know, there's no, there's no actual threat of danger, right? Um, there's a lot of times the anxiety is stuff that you're just making up in your head. You're telling yourself a story that's not real and you're creating fears that aren't necessary, right? right? So do you, how do you dig past kind of that surface level of, oh, you're just scared of rejection. Well, why are you scared of rejection? Like, how do you dig kind of past that second layer of the onion to really identify a root right. cause um, again, that's actually the purpose of uh, Code to Joy. 
Okay. And so on Code de Joy, it teaches people how to identify um, working with themselves and the subconscious for self-growth and identifying issues that are blocking them. If you can learn to do the techniques, and uh, you can also learn to do them with, um, with the fingers, putting one finger over an index finger, my name is George, my name is Bill, you can go through and test some of these things and find out where you're blocked. So it's, it has opened a whole new uh, opportunity for self-help and uh, to help people achieve their goals. And so the nice thing is it's additional tools. And particularly in the, if, if you work with a psychologist or a psychiatrist or people that are using uh, energy techniques or these other tools or hypnosis, you want somebody that's well-trained and it's licensed to provide those kinds of services. What's your take on things like crystals? Um, the, you know, it's an interesting thing with, uh, with crystals. Um, the, uh, it's, it's very possible, or it's very uh, uh, in vogue right now with the Himalayan salt. Uh, I like just the look of them, but mm -hmm. um, I say anything that boosts your confidence level, use it. Uh, and uh, I have seen some interesting demonstrations. Yeah. Yeah, and so uh, I say have fun with it. If you can just balance yourself, be happy within yourself, love yourself, be kind to others, you're going to shine in sales or anything else or in the development of personal relationships. The reason I ask is there's a lot of um, I'm sorry uh, people that I know that they believe that different crystals have different like metaphysical properties or mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know create a different energy. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's more of a placebo effect or do you think it's uh, there's actually something to that based on the actual you know genetic makeup of the rock? Yeah, you know it's it's an interesting thing. I've seen some demonstrations. I, I don't exactly know. Mm. I say whatever works, but I know the other stuff works for sure, and. Um, uh, I, I have seen some interesting demonstrations, and I say, ha you know, have fun too. Yeah. And you want to shine brightly, and you want to think clearly. You want to be healthy. You want to be kind to yourself. You don't want to uh, abuse yourself, and and be nice to uh, to others, and help you to achieve your goals. Uh, Most people that come talk to you, is there are they all so so different, or is there? Um, a type of client you see more often than others? It's a wide spectrum. I see about 50% of the people that I see, I have them in about 40 countries on FaceTime and Skype. Oh, really? Helping them from dealing with horrible traumas to helping them to achieve their <coughs> goals and do well in business and things like that. So it's a whole spectrum. It's really mixed. Yeah. Okay. Well, here's, I'll give you my personal experience. Uh, we haven't had a chance to talk about this. So, yeah. um, the first time I came down and, and mainly got to know each other, did some tapping, stuff like that, and you ask, how do you feel? Yeah. To me, um, I'd never done any kind of thing like that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I felt like, fine. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe a little more relaxed, I guess. Mm -hmm. It almost felt like I had done like a 30-minute meditation session. That's how it kind of felt like the first time I'd been here yeah. and, and left. Um, <clears throat> and then, you know, my wife had asked me, because she knew I was coming down, mm -hmm. and she says, so, how was it? And I was like, yeah. Like, mm -hmm. almost as if, like, you come back from the gym and you're just going to, like, be, like, look better the uh -huh. first time or something like yeah, that, you yeah, know? Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. And so she's like, are you going to keep going? And I was like, well, yeah, I mean, 
I don't know if it just works on one time. So the second time we came down and we had done an actual, so we did a hypnosis session, which to me, correct me if I'm wrong, is more of a guided meditation. I did not know what to expect from that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, I, to me, it was more of a, in hypnosis, you're more kind of suggesting things to the subconscious. Right. So Without the resistance. It's like you're taking it in instead of, um, you know, like wearing a raincoat and having somebody hit you with a hose. You're, you're more accepting. Mm -hmm. So maybe before I talk about my experience with that, tell me what your, what your aim is with hypnosis and how you use it to, to help people uh, be successful. Primarily, not in, so much in overcoming trauma, because it's not why I came to you. Right. But um, the things that I had told you is, hey, I want more clarity. I want to deal with stress better, and I want more fire. That, that's what I wanted. Mm -hmm. So yeah. what's your strategy if someone you comes in and says that? didn't have red hair then at that Yeah, time. now look at it. <laughs> yeah, look You're at talking that. about <laughs> copper batteries being flipped up. <laughs> right? So what would we, what, what, what do you aim to do there? What, what's happening? What, what does your work become at that point? What happens with hypnosis is you relax a person and the, uh, then you open possibilities for using visual imagery and everything else to help them imagine seeing themselves being successful without the resistance. When you're in a relaxed state and you're guided with that, I mean, that's what... Rob said, uh, I mean, he, he loves to talk about the, the hypnosis because he loves it. Well, and he still has that, like, pod that he does every morning and stuff like that, right? Like, yeah. uh, and I'm wondering if, that, if that's a certain type of person that naturally kind of leans more towards visualizing like that or if it's something that you can, that kind of works for everybody. You know what I mean? It, when you relax somebody and the subconscious is not fighting and it's accepting, it's a big deal. And cer certainly there are, I mean, if people come to me, they, um, they have a pretty good idea of what they want to accomplish, usually. And so when we start unblocking them, and let's say using techniques like uh, energy psychology techniques, so that they're very open and relaxed to it, then when you do the three most powerful techniques I have ever seen and that I use a lot of, one is... Um, the energy psychology, another one is the hypnosis, but another one is called EMDR, eye movement desensitization reprocessing. And what's happening with that, with the brain, is you are connecting different parts of the brain together and you're, let's say you're moving your eyes, there's different ways to do it because you could do it with sound, uh, vision, lots of other things, but it's a movement where you're, as you, as you do that, there's a release, and a very powerful one. Again, lots of very, uh, I had a woman a um, number of years ago that a psychiatrist had uh, referred. A dog had really severely bitten her, she, in the face, and so she went through lots of uh, plastic surgery. And so the EMDR technique with the eye movement, um, you, there's, there's gadgets that help do this, or you could have somebody with the finger uh, go back and forth, or you could uh, you could do it yourself. But you wanna you want somebody to guide you really through this. And that's what you see before. Like that's what I was expecting. Like the little thingy, like the, you right, know what I'm that's, saying. You're right. Start making me act like a chicken. There yeah. Or like that or something. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. So that, but that's a little different. But that there's over a couple hundred studies uh, indicating the efficacy of, uh, EMDR and all these tools kind of fit together. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of do, um, 
a lot of work integrating those. But when you have a woman that was mauled, that then comes down to baseline in a couple th visits, that's pretty stellar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You got this. You got this hypnosis voice too. Have you like worked on that? You're, you're, no, I'm you're like that. I had the. Uh, I had a rock and roll group in high school. You were in a rock and roll group. Yeah, yeah. Okay. In fact, I'm still a voting member for the Grammys. Really? Yeah. Um, I didn't say I was any good. I was loud, but hey. but, but uh, yeah. So uh, rock and roll is not about being good. All right, exactly. You got to be a performer. <laughs> yeah. Right. But but because I have such a monotone, they we were fairly popular in Minnesota, but you know, uh, we had a good time. But the, with the I didn't know you were going to say that, George. I didn't expect that. Yeah. <laughs> Full surprises. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, 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 that's a good one. So what would happen is they, were, they sent me for singing lessons. And uh, I was a bass player and also played a 12-string Rickenbacker. Uh, the fellow that was listening to me, halfway through the first song, he says, son, save your money. You're this hopeless. is not going to work. <laughs> that was it. So I had to do something else. I have the same voice, I guess. Singing and that voice, it's the same thing. It's it was the same a, it's thing. not deliberate. All right. I didn't yeah. know if you'd worked on the tone to, to bring no, it to that No, no. I just, that's, I found that's something a... that worked. Yeah, I'm the same. People often accuse me of being very boring. I have a monotone voice, too. I have to make a conscious effort to not be monotone, especially yeah. when I'm, like, training or something like that. So Yeah. Um, I wanted to ask you, so you mentioned how people come with an attitude of acceptance and they're much more open to you know, healing or whatever. Yeah. I was thinking about it. I was, I heard about this the other day where um, when people come into a certain environment expecting to um, certain things to happen and they use the example of a comedy club where you and your friends go to a comedy club one night, you're going there with the intent of laughing, right? Mm -hmm. So you're already in a mindset of mm -hmm. I'm prepared to laugh tonight. I want to laugh. This mm -hmm. is why we're here mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. come and laugh, right? Yeah, and then the comedy club does a good job creating the right ambience where they dim the lights and nothing happens by accident. They say people are more inclined to laugh when it's dark in the room because they're not subconscious of anyone looking at them, right? So they can just laugh and then they add alcohol because it loosens people up. So they add all these different things and then they have the one performer on the stage and it's like all those things combined. People just come to the club and the person could be mediocre funny, right, right. but everyone's ready coming, to wanting to laugh yeah. and it's dark and yeah. you're you know mm -hmm. tipsy and whatever else so you're just laughing the whole time right so um i was thinking about how this kind of relates to learning and developing personally and a lot of our teams well all of our teams that we manage or in the company if we have what 50 60 teams nationwide they all run um sales meetings twice a week sometimes three times a week how how do we help our reps come to those meetings fully prepared to learn? Um, and then more importantly, how do we help coach our leadership to create that environment to it's like we want we want them to show up ready to learn and we want these environments where people are just accepting and ready and you know um, I'm having a hard time like articulating it, but I just I want to make our environment as an effective learning environment as possible. You want to optimize their success. Right. You want them to be able to focus, listen, and then internalize and not be blocked or distracted so that they can benefit 
to achieve greater sales and better sales for the business and then for their their personal yeah. lives. Yeah, so, so what advice would you have for our, our sales teams, You know, and they're all gonna listen to this, so what advice do you have for them as they're driving to work every day? What are some things they can do to mentally be ready to come in and be focused and ready to learn and develop and, and get better? And then maybe conversely, maybe some advice for our leadership on how they can create a really solid environment that is gonna help better everybody. I think the most important thing is we don't want to do it while they're driving to work because that'll distract them. So before they get in the car, they can do a <coughs> protocol. And again, you can have this from my website because it's just uh, it's open for people. Uh, the simplest thing to do because this will this will probably handle ninety percent of the people is the balance breathing for about two minutes. Feet opposite of the hands. Tongue to the roof of the, the mouth as you believe. Hello. Breathe. Hello. <laughs> um, as you breathe in and then as you exhale, just release the tongue. Yeah. Do that for two, about two minutes. Then you could rub the spot on the chest, the Pledge of Allegiance position, in a clockwise fashion and the reasons and the explanation are also on the site that people can download and, and have that for free. Rubbing the spot on the chest, I love myself. And I would do 20, a 10 to 20, I love myself. Just doing that simple thing that would take two minutes and maybe three and a half minutes tops, that's gonna feel pretty good and that's gonna put them in a better state to learn and to uh, achieve their goals. Hmm. You mentioned that it explains on the site what it is that it does. Could you share some of those things that, that it does? Like what's, you know, I've asked this before, but um, is there, do they, does it increase blood flow? Does it increase like brain activity? Does it increase like the right kind of chemicals that make you feel better? All, all of the above. That's what happens. Yeah. That's the reason. In a rather, in a rather rapid fashion. Yeah. And a lot of this has been looked at uh, Harvard, Yale, uh, there's some big things that have, have happened. Uh, I was involved in some brain imaging over at uh, UCSD. There's wonderful things that can be achieved in a very reasonable amount of time with people that are motivated. Anxiety is the number one inhibitor of hu high-level human performance. So if I've got a, a, a professional football player who's fabulous at doing what he's doing, but he's got some block, you want to clear that block. And so, but they would start off with something like what, what I was just describing. Mm -hmm. You see that with, um, I'm reminded of a, there's a, a famous baseball player named Rick Ankiel years ago. And he was like this, I think he was like the rookie of the year for the St. Louis Cardinals. He was a pitcher. And his sophomore season, he like literally couldn't throw a strike. Like it was, he just couldn't, he lost all control and it's obviously all mental, yeah. right? Yeah. So, yeah. and they eventually moved into the outfield and he ended up being, having a, like a decent career, but it was like people couldn't figure Anxiety. out. Anxiety, mm -hmm. the number one inhibitor of high level human performance. You see it all the time in, in second baseman too. There was a famous second, uh, Lenny Dykstra, famous second baseman. He mm -hmm. couldn't make the throw from second base to first base anymore. Like he couldn't, he like, it wasn't that he didn't have the strength, he couldn't hit the first baseman. No, I get that. Man, there's you know, some days like I, where I feel like, I mean, I've been doing this for 17 years. You've been doing this for about the same mm -hmm. time. 
And I still have days where I feel like, man, I can't recruit today or I cannot get a sale. I know how to do this. I've done this thousands of times. It's impossible to sell one of these right now. Yeah, yeah. How much of, I mean, I remember even um, in that same interview I mentioned, Rob came to you Mm -hmm. because he wanted to become a better competition skater. Yeah. That's. How do we? By how the do way, we... I taught him all of his uh, tricks as well. He didn't tricks, mention yeah. that. No. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder why. <laughs> how do you? How, how do you avoid slumps like that? How do you avoid falling in? Because in our job, a lot of times it's overthinking and not being super mentally fit. That's what it is. It's not. No external condition has changed. The only thing that has changed is whatever's pumping through your body and the story that you're telling yourself. Then you start to believe it, and you go down this like vortex of self-fulfilling doom. Right. The best least expensive tool is actually code to joy because it describes how and why and they are putting it on they're they're doing audible on it too um, because it helps you to identify what the blocks are so you can then treat them so you don't have them mm-hmm. even if they're so I, i'm understanding blocks is like these like things that show up and you don't know where you picked them up and they're kind of big deals you're saying even like a sales slump could just be a block and it could be something that right. you carried from the last door or could from be the meeting from earlier. Fifth grade. Somebody insulted you and you're never going to amount to anything and that pops up at that point. There's a lot of stuff in your subconscious mind and it's just we want you to learn to handle it, to grow with it, to release what is not necessary and shine brightly. So the same kinds of things that would be for these people going out in sales. It's the same thing for uh, goal achievement as a professional athlete or it doesn't matter. You've got to clear the anxiety. Is there any way to do like a one-time like full flush, like a radiator flush, like let's get all the all, junk. Everything all at once. Wouldn't We're efficient. Nice? We're trying to be efficient. <laughs> I just like hold this, clean it, put it back in. Right. I'm not trying to do real work here. You yeah. know what I mean, George? But, I'm yeah. trying to just get this done. I'm trying to endure the pain. I, I got to get back to work. Yeah, let's hit it once yeah. and for all. Yeah, but you, uh, you two guys are such a good team and you make each other laugh, which is good for people to watch because it's entertaining and they're going to internalize more of what you're saying because they like you and it's presented in a light, comfortable format. Yeah. Well, I like the feeling, or I like, I, I do think it's important if you're going to be high performance in anything that you do have some sort of like system or call it a diet for mental and and, and emotional nourishment. And it is something that is overlooked constantly, but there's no, there's no schooling. There's no education on this kind of stuff. Like a lot of us like we'll come up, we'll experience a sales slump. We're like, that was a really dark month or maybe it's a relationship thing or whatever that's, that's making your life more difficult for a time. And then you get through it. But a lot of times we don't associate that with like being real life. But if you break your ankle, it's like, oh, I, I need a fix, right? But it's with with performance with people, it is every bit how you feel. It's every bit how you communicate. And I, I think it is really important that guys have some sort of part of their routine that focuses on mental and emotional nourishment, right? Right. Um, do you, you and counsel? practice, practice makes a big uh, makes a big de- big deal we were talking about football and I followed that and 
what team that you kind of like as the Patriots or yeah. world champ defending champs <laughs> you know they got the sweatshirt uh, guy the coach I'm, with the sweatshirts you know? we're officially out of the playoffs now I know everyone I know. hears this there'll be a new Super Bowl champion man I'm yeah. really sorry to hear yeah. that that must be really we're hard recording thing. this early January you're gonna need to clear you're gonna carry I'm some gonna baggage from some this season <laughs> yeah yeah so I, I totally understand that <laughs> I'm from Minnesota originally, and uh, then I loved the Chargers. Anyway, we both got, we all have problems. Hey, man, the Vikings are still in it. I know, I know. Barely, but, I mean, that's beyond the scope <laughs> of this. But uh, one of the things, you know, practice kind of does make perfect. I don't know if you knew that uh, your, your quarterback, which who's kind of in limbo right now, one of the reasons he was so tight with his receivers is he would pay with his own money for them to go for a month up to Montana and to oh, the yeah, islands Cal, yeah yeah and to the islands with their families he paid for everything so he could practice right running routes before anybody else in the NFL was doing it practice makes perfect I mean he's he's fantastic yeah yeah how um so something that's always been kind of fascinating for me with sales is when you're when you're out actually selling especially door to door you have to be in a pretty good mental state in mm -hmm. order to like knock on someone's door mm -hmm. you got to have good energy that they can mm -hmm. feel right because mm -hmm. if you're in a really bad energetic mm -hmm. state like people mm -hmm. can feel it and they can feel like, right. wow, this guy is like depressed right now or right. he's his energy is just really off right mm -hmm. um the challenging part is and i'm sure there's plenty of our people that are listening right now where things may not be going well at home whether it's in their marriage or their relationships or whatever, how do you compartmentalize the stuff, the noise that you have, and it's and it's serious stuff and it's really important stuff, but we don't have, as sales reps, we don't have the luxury of going to a job where we just have to do physical labor, put mm -hmm. boxes on shelves or just whatever, you know, we don't have these punch lists of tasks we check off. Right. And, and, you know, some would say, I would even make the argument like, that would be a, re a stress reliever. Like if I had issues at home, I could go to work and like have this physical job that I could kind of work off some of my stress. Our job is you have issues at home. You have to go somewhere where optimal mental performance is required, mm -hmm. you know, in order to sell. So how do you compartmentalize the things that are happening at home if things aren't going well and then be able to go out into the field and be on your A game for customers? Again, the best thing would be to focus on whatever the issue is, see somebody and resolve it so you're not perpetually dealing with this. Um, the, if fighter pilots, before they take off, they're instructed, their wives are instructed, do not, do not have a fight <coughs> before they take off don't argue about money or anything else. You just, you know, it's a calm sea because the distraction can interfere with optimal performance. And those guys, you know, are amazing human beings, but you don't want to be revved up. You want to, you know, if there's a problem, say, let's deal with it later, honey. Um, we'll address it or we'll go get some counseling. You know, I love you. So you balance your life because otherwise you're just um, uh, kind of painting over so when would you recommend a couple handle that kind of stuff? So our guys typically work from like 1 to 2 p.m. until 7 to 9 p.m. at night. Mm -hmm. It's almost kind of a second shift. 
because mm -hmm. we're out working when homeowners are home. Yeah. So they come home from work, spouse has an issue they want to talk about, but at the end of the day, you're like so mentally drained. Right. You're not in the mood to like talk yeah. about all the problems too. But then you also don't want to talk about it the next morning because you don't want to like get your right. mojo off before the day starts, right? So. Then say let's let's set aside a time Once this a week weekend, this the weekend. Let's let's go walk the beach. Let's talk over what our concerns are, um, and see what needs to be fixed and how to fix it. Hmm. But you definitely want to deal with the same thing with if you're in a high. Um, if you're in a job that requires mental faculties totally balanced do you just have to deal with it at a later time and not and just in, and agree we're not going to yell at each other in the morning so your advice isn't to compartmentalize it's handle or schedule the time to handle so right. at least your brain because otherwise rest. it's just going to sear Nagging. through it yeah you're never going to get over it i think there's a lot to be said for that um david allen is like a big uh uh, like organizational behavior guy, he talks a lot about efficiency as far as like your systems and stuff goes. Mm -hmm. And he says that, he says your brain's a terrible office. It's not meant to hold things very well. And so if it's something comes in, get it down, get it scheduled, yeah. right? And so I think emotionally, it's probably the same thing. It's yeah. almost like if something's weighing on you and you can't resolve it, you can't stay home and talk through it for two hours right yeah. now, I could see how it would be helpful to say, hey, Sunday morning, let's go take a walk. I'd love to talk to you about this. And we'll deal with it then. And because get also, then you're not just postponing it. So, you know, one pattern is avoidance. I'm not going to talk to you about it. That's horrible. I mean, the stress is so high for uh, the people. It just it's a it's a pressure cooker, and what that does to the body is it breaks it down. I'm gonna start scheduling um, discussions in my calendar and send a shared calendar note to. Like, hey, on Sunday morning, we're going to be discussing this fight that we're, <laughs> we know we have. But I, I will say, when you do what you're suggesting, yeah. when we talked about acceptance earlier, yeah. then you're going into that meeting both, it's like you're going into it with expectations of resolving an issue together. And so right. you're probably a lot more open to right. a peaceful resolution rather than just a flare-up that just happens and then you're like combative. What, what, and what people don't benefit from is just perpetually avoiding it and then you know some something just snaps yeah because you want to everybody wants to be heard and there's usually a way to resolve things and if not you see a counselor or a therapist or uh, do some self-help tools or go to church yeah well, we're about at time, um, but I appreciate you sitting with us today. You took time out of your schedule to, to share with us, and we really appreciate that. My pleasure. Um, people can find you on your website. One more time, your website. DrGeorgePratt.com. Locked it down. Here, you got it. You're on social media California. or anything like that? I, they just got me on Instagram. They yes. got you. Right, Rob told me that a long time gotcha. ago. George, what is wrong with you? Oh, we're going to triple your followers. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah. That'll be three then. Yeah, there, <laughs> there it is. Easy. Wow. Well, we appreciate the, the, the tips. We appreciate the insight into mental health. We appreciate the work that you do with us, and, and we'd love to continue to talk and, and work together in the future. If you've liked what you've heard and are interested in joining our teams, check us out at viventsolar.com forward slash careers. If you enjoyed the podcast, please go to iTunes and subscribe. Leave us a great review and leave us a five-star rating. Thanks for hanging out with us today. This is Electric People. Take these principles and go be electric.